0: I need to hide first. Gonna take a moment. Let me cover myself in soap so nobody can see me. Sounds like bullying. Kinda. Of. Hearing these stories absolutely changed my life. No, but
1: for real. And I think in a lot of cases like legitimate concerns that people have where they're actually like, I am here in treatment because I wanna recover. Mm-hmm. I'm desperately trying.
0: Welcome to Eating Disorders Off Topic. I am Adam Hope alongside Joy Nolenberg, alongside probably like 20 minutes away in Minneapolis. Welcome, Joy. Hello. Today we're going to be talking about,
2: ooh,
0: um, like video games and roles and activism and uh, that feeling you get when you're arguing with something. Someone online, and you're like, ah, man, somebody should really say something about this. Or for me, it's come like with my my community wanting to get get together and do more like community, um, like lookouts and stuff, like crime in the area. And I was like, I wish I had more time to do that because I'm working full time and I've got the kid. But so I get kind of like struggle with these feelings of like how to help in these situations because I'm not somebody who just like goes to the front lines and takes care of stuff. Um, it really like, more of it was like, I realized earlier today, it's Memorial Day, Happy Memorial Day today. Um, I went with my daughter to the um, National Cemetery here in Minneapolis. And it was be uh, her great grandpa. And we were looking at the the headstone. And I was like, your great grandpa like, went to World War Two, he was fighting Nazis, all that, you know, cool anti fascist stuff. And I was like, he, it said in his grave, like tech five. And I was like, what the heck is that? Like U.S. Army. And so I asked my mother, I asked my mother-in-law and she's like, yeah, he did like, he was like admin, like mathematics, something like that. And then I was thinking, yeah, that makes sense because you can't have everyone like on the front line arguing, right? Like you can't have everyone like up there with guns. Like you need people like reloading weapons. You need people in logistics, you need this and that. And.
1: Somebody ordering the yeah, guns. Yeah, so yeah,
0: somebody ordering the guns, right? And so that got me thinking too, like, Joy and I, like, we were talking about, um, like, general, like, activism with uh, mm-hmm. Nita and kind of, I'm always jealous of you because you seem to be, like, more... Know, like out there with, with your opinions. And although I share a lot of your opinions, I'm like, man, I wish like I could like jump in conversations like that and be like, here's what we think. Here's what, you know, like, here's what the science says. Like, here's how you're, here's what you're doing. But I'm like, man, that's cool. I'm just going to give it a like, I feel like that's, that's my supportive way. Like, that's <laughs> like, I'm going to encourage you with hit that care button.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that works too.
2: And
0: part of me, like works. doesn't yeah. want to get like, I can't, I'm trying to, like, not get down on myself about it, right? Because it's yeah. easy to be like, ah, oh, I wish, like, I wish I could do more. Um,
1: yeah. And this kind of led us to our conversation that kind of spurred this podcast. Um, you have the idea of, like, in video games, there's different roles, like, different types of characters. Yeah. And how does that fit, fit into ad, ad, advocacy? Yeah. So, yeah, so I... I'm not personally a gamer myself, and I only know, like, superficially, like, I know there's, like, healers and other things like mm-hmm. that, so do you want to give a, a a breakdown for anyone that isn't a gamer yeah. on the different types
2: of roles?
0: So, yeah, basically you've got, you know, your person who goes, like, up front and, like, absorbs a lot of, like, the the damage. We'll call it, like, that person's, like, the tank. So the tank, like, wears a lot of the armor. They can take a lot of, the, like, the full frontal damage, and they're the one who kind of, like, goes in first. And that person, we call that person, like, the tank because that's that's what they do. They're just tanking forward. And then there's the healer, um, who is, like, other like the healer, the medic. And that person' job is to kind of, like, hang out in the back and make sure, you know, the tanks and the magicians or whatever, like, they're getting enough support. They're getting, you know their health healed up again. So they're taking a lot of stuff, but the healer's job is to be like, hey, like I'm supporting you, like I can help out, Um, I'm doing it this way. And then you've got other people like the scouts and the lookouts that kind of like go ahead sneakily and are kind of like, hey, like what can we look out for? They're kind of like gazing into the future, um, kind of being aware of things to be concerned about um, or topics that you know could be addressed in the future. And so this is kind of how I wanted to feel more comfortable in my role as an advocate um, because sometimes I felt uncomfortable using that term like advocate because I'm like, well, what do I really do? Um, but some of it is like recognizing recognizing your role or your class. Like, are you like mm-hmm. a tank? Are you a medic? Are you a scout? Are you a magician? Somebody who's compassionate and somebody who knows the needs of the team um, and kind of knows where to put people, right? Like sometimes the team doesn't mm-hmm. know where to go <laughs>
2: uh,
0: and you need somebody to be like, Hey, we're going to start getting a lot of damage from this direction. Why don't you start moving over there? And like somebody to direct it. And that's important too. And like all these people have a place in advocacy and I mm-hmm. think it's just a really important topic a, a really important thing to just kind of take notice of yourself and be like, okay, where have I been? Where has my spot been, like in the past, like with your group of friends when you were younger? Like, what type of person were you when you were you when you were younger? Would you say you've always had the same role?
1: You know, I was kind of born loud and opinionated. Uh, my mom's nickname for me as a child was Lucy, like from Charlie Brown Lucy. <laughs> um, and, and you know, um, I as a child had some major drama with that people around that, around me did not like that Mm and I had a lot of drama around being taught to be silent um and as an adult have sort of reclaimed my original self which is I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna be a tank because that's just me yeah um so I've kind of come full circle um but I, I actually kind of like this topic too because I think it parallels a lot of recovery topics too because I think eating disorder recovery so much of it is about figuring out who you personally are and where you fit in Mm -hmm. and who you are as an individual, not, I need to be some cultural stereotype or whatever, but this is who I actually am. Mm
0: -hmm. That's been super important for me, especially finding, I mean, just, it's not so much like giving up somebody that I wanted to be, but it's more relaxing into who I actually was. Yes. And if the person like I wanted to be was some like, you know, like wild scout, I'm like, is that really me? Or is that something I'm striving to like, is that, is that possible? Or like, am I really, am I really fulfilled in my role here as a healer? And I think that's where I'm happy. I think that's where I'm happy at. I think that's where I can give a lot of, a lot of help and a lot of respite to people who are like out there really pushing forward. That's not to say like, I can't like go out there and do like, public speaking and like advocacy and like do stuff online like I don't feel like that's where my like super strength is you know
2: yeah
1: definitely and I mean I've learned over the years so one of my um, parts about accepting myself as as an outgoing opinionated person was I had always been led to believe that I should be you know easygoing I shouldn't get upset about things I shouldn't you know, always have to fix things, um, you know, all of the things that you're, you're told you should be. Yeah. And when I kind of started accepting that, like, I am not that person, it for me, it became a challenge of, okay, but what do I do with this? Because I think, like, the things that make you different can be either a strength or, um, you know, a drawback depending mm-hmm. on situation. And for me, I found that, like, advocacy was a natural fit because what I found is, um, when I first started the Joy Project, it it kind of grew out of message boards way back in the day, which were just a bunch of. Um, I love these people. stories.
0: I love these stories so much.
1: That's oh like, yeah, <laughs> it was it was a it was a wild time. It was like the early two thousands um, eating disorder message boards. Mm-hmm. Um, oh goodness! So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say it was a pro anime message board, yeah. but it was a uh, literally wherever anybody is at message board. Mm-hmm. So there was a wide range, Um, but the thing that stuck out to me so much is that so many people were having the exact same experience and so many people were like, someone should do something. And so like, there was a clearly a need Mm. and me, um, I was like, so let's do something. (laughs) Um, you know, know, I was like, Hey, we have this great information and if people really want to be helping with people with eating disorders, they need this information. It was it was yeah. about like I need to take this information to the people who can fix it. Yeah. Um and so that's where the joy project came out of. Um and it and what I found is like my particular role, I think I would definitely identify as like the tank or whoever like barges in and breaks open the door kind mm-hmm. of. Um because the, there's other roles that I do not fit in that are just as important. Um, but what I've learned is if if somebody just speaks up and calls out the elephant in the room, people will swarm to it yep. and be like, actually, I agree. Yes. You know? Yes.
0: That's so important. But like, yeah. so Knowing that you have somebody backup too. It's to it. not just like barging in. It's barging in knowing that like, I have people who yeah. are like, you're a part of a team.
1: Exactly. We had an entire message board full of thousands of people all saying the same thing. So I, I mean, I knew I wasn't really breaking it alone. I was, I just, somebody just needed to, you know, make that crack. Yes. And then once I did, like, the floodgates open, and then people feel comfortable. It's just a lot of people don't want to be the one that gets the initial resistance. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, my own, my own uh, life, kind of like I said, I was always opinionated, was kind of always like, broken down for being opinionated. But one of the things that it did for me is like, I have the thickest skin ever. Yeah,
2: yep.
1: <laughs> like, I'm like, yell at me. I don't care. I'm still going to
2: say my <laughs> I can face, do this. You know?
1: uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. And, and for whatever reason, like, that works for me. And so I'm like, this is where I can make my contribution. And then I think, like, once that door is cracked open, that's when I become less effective. Mm-hmm. Because um, I think then we need people who are, like, the... Um, in peace talks you know what i mean like how do we build the bridges between differing perspectives how do we or how do we create new structures and then like maintain them mm-hmm. you know um and i think those are all things that other people do better than me yeah so it's like i know where where i fall on the,
0: the co- yeah continuum. like the cool <laughs> the coalition builders yeah yeah the, yeah the um i would say probably like a a magician or a mage or something would be, would be good at like talking to different parties and getting things done through like speech checks and things like Mm -hmm. that. Like if your speech is higher, you can do different things with different crowds of people around where sometimes you just have to like go into a fight. Um, It can make sense in like, like a game, like game knowledge too. Like I was playing the other day and I was like, man, like if my, you know, I had to level up my speech so much before I could get through like a certain part of the game, not through just fighting, but through mm-hmm. having the other characters trust me, so that I was yeah. able to like talk my way through it, and I was like, "Okay, I can do this now."
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, like be... building. Because
0: yeah, because like you said, like, like once like, once you're through, you're like, "All right, where's my next door?
2: <laughs> where's the yeah, next door? Exactly. To my like, where
0: do you guys need me?" I'm like, I you know, I'm not just sitting around here drinking punch with everyone. Like, let's come on, let's go do something.
1: <laughs> exactly. And, and I think there are certain times where it's like, um, like my role is to say that the status quo isn't working. So the status quo will not be acceptable anymore, Mm -hmm. which means causing disruption, which means making people upset. Usually. Um, and it's interesting because I, I have definitely found that there are times when I don't belong in the conversation. And then there are also times where I'm like, could other people not, well, let me give an example. So like, um, when there's things that are very, very wrong and somebody needs to bring them up, like there have been times where I intentionally said things in a way that would cause discomfort because um, it needed to make people uncomfortable so that they thought about it uh, so they couldn't sweep it under the rug. And then I've had instances where like the healer types would then come in and be like, oh, what you really mean is you're not trying to make waves. Like you really agree. It's fine. And I'm like, please don't speak for me like right now we are working out the door you know what I mean like
0: yeah like you guys aren't needed you know. right now like well, I appreciate what you're doing I know. But... exactly <laughs>
1: but then like once that door is broken open you know yeah. like once that door is broken open like I need to back off and the healers
0: need to yeah open. yeah now so there's you know yeah I mean? now there's some like emotional need here that yeah. we need some of that yeah, some of that compassion exactly. understanding that totally makes sense.
2: <laughs> not, then, yet, no, not yet, you not know, yet. We're still. <laughs> we're exactly, still like, let's break open the
1: door first. Yeah. Once the door is broken down, we then can we do can, all the healing Yeah, in the then
2: world. we can
0: start that topic.
1: Yeah. Because otherwise, if we heal where we're at, we'll heal at the status quo. Yeah. And and that, that's not what we want.
0: This this reminds me of um, a book I was reading called Tribe by Sebastian Younger. And it's about. You know finding your tribe finding your your way um in life and finding who you are kind of like we're talking about now and he gives like similar examples of like being in a mine and finding your way out you know like you need somebody to like rally people around you you need somebody to comfort mm-hmm. people around you and the person that's comforting everyone around and like trying to make sure everyone's safe that person's probably not like thinking of the best way to like get out of the situation you know like mm-hmm. they're not you know probably like not thinking like okay if I do this if we move this thing if we do that like logistically do all that like they're probably not that person and like that's okay mm-hmm. like i was saying a lot of times we beat ourselves up for not being all around people but that's more or less because we weren't meant to be that way like we were meant to right. be A collective, a community. So we shouldn't get down for trying to like take on all the roles, right? It's like some of these games can only be done with like groups of people, right? Like I've walked into like dungeons before and the game like queues up. It's like, hey, you have to wait for three more people to enter before you can go on. I'm like, come on. And it's like, nope, you gotta wait. (laughs) You gotta wait for more people to go through with this. And I'm like, gosh darn it, game. Yeah, I mean, it's real too because you know, it's like, okay, it's just me here. And like, all right, I got to wait. So sometimes, you know, life comes at you and just be like, Hey, you got to wait here. You know, life's not going to tell you to stop. But I mean, I mean, if you game at all, you know what it's like going into like, an area much higher than where you should be, and just getting your ass handed to you, because you're not ready, or because you don't have your team together, or because you don't have the special weapon or something like that. You're just like, Oh, I got crushed. I need to spend a little more time on myself and evaluate my own personal needs before I can, you know, take on that topic. And a lot of times that topic is talking about um, recovery, talking about, you know, our own personal trauma and sharing our story. And that's kind of where a lot of us start with advocacy is feeling comfortable, you know, telling our story.
1: Absolutely. And and I always think too, when I was in, reg- or when I w- had an eating disorder, I always had this impression that there's this one superhuman way to be where you're just good at literally everything, you know, like you have no flaws, like you can walk into any situation, be the best at it. And one of the earliest things that I realized I was just never, ever, ever going to be able to do like other people is I cannot sing
2: <laughs> at all.
1: Like, and I'm so bad, which is funny because like, because I'm musical, like I actually played the piano to accompany my choir. Yeah, well. like I've played since I, I was like five. Like I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I honestly
0: thought you could sing.
1: Right?
2: Because I, <laughs> like, I can do music. Yeah, and I, I, I cannot. You could
1: sing. And I have to Oh my god, no! And it, it killed me. It literally killed me because I was like, I'm failing at singing. You I'm know. And, sucks. But, but one of the things I learned from it is like, then I saw my friends who were really good at singing. Yeah. And it kind of put me in this situation where it's, like, I had to recognize that, like, that wasn't my place. That was their place. You know? That's, like, where they get to shine. And I have other places where, like, I get to shine. And, like, trying to be superhuman really just, like, blocks everybody out anyway. You know? Like, we don't get to be diverse yeah. people that all have our own strengths. Yeah, that's a
0: really good point. But, yeah, by taking it on all yourself, you're kind of... You know, you're not letting...
2: You're taking it away from other people. Yeah, you're
0: yeah, taking it away from other people and you're not allowing, you know, other people into your, uh, you know, into your squad to, you know, compliment you in different ways. And right. Plus, it's just, like, why do it if you don't have to?
1: Right. Well, and that's the thing, too, is, like, if I had successfully become that basic shell of a person that i was told i should be like that didn't speak up and didn't make waves and blah 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 like mm. the things that i have done wouldn't happen you know what i mean yeah. like that's not to say that like my probably abrasive personality belongs everywhere it doesn't you know what i mean but like if it if it didn't exist something would be missing
0: yeah for sure yeah something it's, would certainly be missing in the eating of community
1: yeah and I I, I feel very much the same way too like I personally am a person who hates structure and routine and rules like that's the bane of my existence
0: (laughs) Uh, I went to Como Park Zoo uh like a month ago and they were like the mask thing was still going on so you had to set times up like when to go and they had like it, like mapped out and like blocked off of like where you can go, where you can't go, and like like little like lines to like okay, go this way and then go this way and then and I was like halfway through it and I thought to myself, Joy, I thought I really enjoy this. Like I like <laughs> like I like being told where to go and making fewer decisions.
2: Yeah. And that's yeah. like I told Caitlin when I was done,
0: I was like Caitlin, that was kind of nice. Like I didn't have to be like, should I go this way? Should I go that way? they basically set it out. They're like, Hey, we think this is like the best way to like see all the animals in like the most efficient way to get people through and see all the animals enjoy. And I was like, right on this, this takes a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what other people, probably you, you're just like, I want to go back and see the camels. You're like, I want to go do this. I'm 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 just like walking my path. like
2: This is nice.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so in that situation, like if we're talking about an advocacy role, like, I need to recognize that some people want rules. They absolutely want rules that makes them feel safe, that makes them feel like they have a direction, that makes them, you know, feel like somebody knows what's going on and they're not just all like running around in circles. And so, like in that case, like I have to recognize that the thing that I don't like for myself um, is absolutely necessary somewhere else. And that someone else is really, really good at it. And that's where they belong. Right. <laughs> you know, like. For people that are really good at routine and rules and stuff, they are absolutely
2: necessary. Wait,
0: could you, yeah. like give me an outline of like? Because I feel, like, your job is basically just like structure, like all the time.
2: <laughs> is um, it like like spreadsheet
0: like, logic? My regular job,
2: yeah,
1: it is. But it is, um, I build the structure every time based on the needs of like a dynamic need of stuff. So um for for anybody listening, like my regular job is in like um data interchange and data architecture and data science. So um it is my job to take complex data systems and figure out how to get them from point A to point B in the most efficient way possible. But in order to do that my work process is basically everybody leave me alone.
2: (laughs) Oh I need to play with
1: this data. You know, I need to do it on my own time. Like, I need to do, yeah. Like, I fight with project managers all day long because they're, like, here's point A, point B. And I'm, like, no, 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 I'm an analyst. (laughs) Like, I will analyze. I will look at the data and then tell you what needs to happen. And that is my job. That makes a lot worse. So, like, if someone, yeah. So, So,
0: I was, like, wait, you just, you just make a rule. And you're, like, no, my process is different than, like, my actual, like, work and what I do. Yeah. Okay. My
1: process is not linear. It's completely, <laughs> I go where the data takes me and then I make a decision based on that.
0: Mm-hmm. I think yeah. something that's really helped me like branch out of kind of needing things a certain way, because like the downside of needing things a certain way, or, like enjoying that is like if I have too many options, then I become stuck. like Mm -hmm. like with food like in recovery like if i have too many options like i'm somebody who like be like all right tell me what to eat i'm good to go and they're like no you should do this yourself and i'm like i i'm checking out i can't no can you just like give me a menu or something like help me out so like this so like i would like to this day struggle with intuitive eating because i'm just like how how do i know how i'm doing like like where's my where's my checklist you know
1: yeah and i think there's it's interesting it's like people look at it from two different perspectives. Um, so like the rules people are kind of like, tell me the one way that's correct so I can do the
2: correct <laughs> thing. Yeah. Um,
1: but from my mind, I'm saying you're telling me that only one single way is correct and anything else that deviates from that is wrong.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I'm like, and I have to be absolutely perfect and do that one thing. Otherwise, I'm a terrible person. And like, that's pressure yeah. for me. And and it's a cage because it's like, what if I don't like that thing?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Now you're telling me I'm wrong because you've decided that there's only one way. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I experienced that as a cage. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like what's hardest for me to break out, to break out of it is kind of understanding. I was reading, I was reading an article. I think it was the economist years and years ago. And it was talking about like data computation And
2: Mm -hmm.
0: how they were building computers to, like, analyze data most efficiently. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Most efficiently from, like, point A to point B or something. Or, like, it was mapping. And they're, like, sometimes, like, we have to, like, build in a certain amount of, like, error to begin with. So the calculations actually, like, begin to start first. Yeah. And then that'll, like, get you sooner, like... So at least like instead of just sitting there and waiting for the end, you just start moving somewhere. And yeah, then, that moves, then you have information. Yeah. And then that moves a little bit faster. It's basically like typing into Google and that little bar po- pops up about like things you might be interested in. Like imagine mm-hmm. that not being there and you always yeah. having to like click and wait for the whole list of results instead of like the predictive text. Like yeah. that would be so like, would Yeah. So I've just realized in my own personal life, sometimes I just have to start moving. You know, like I can like Mm -hmm. I can just become like over encumbered with like anxiety and indecision because I'm like, you know, like, where am I needed? Like, should I go do this? Should I go do that? Like, who needs who needs help? Who needs compassion? You know, if you know, I'm like a healer, I'm like, where do I go? Like, sometimes I just need to get out there. Like, sometimes I just need to step one foot in front of the other. I just need to make a meal. I just need to choose, you know, cold cut or roast beef or whatever, you know, and just start moving to the next thing. Otherwise it's, just, yeah. otherwise, it's just indecisive. You know, like I can't wait for my whole day to be planned before I step foot out of bed.
1: Or you'll never act. Or, yeah.
0: or I'll never and, act. And,
1: yeah. And there's, I always like to encourage people at our support groups too, um, especially when they're like, I don't know yet, like how much food I need. I don't know when I'm hungry. I don't know all of these things. And and it's like, they always want a specific answer and i mean to some degree it's like we are not a treatment program so i can't i can't give them a specific answer mm-hmm. um but i always like to encourage people that they're collecting information so yeah. if you try eating something one day and it wasn't the right amount of food now you know mm-hmm. tomorrow you go into it knowing that and then if you if you eat something else the next day we're like that did not go well <laughs> now you know that for tomorrow yep. and so like by the third day you have more information and. I think if if you only act if you know that things will work, like you miss out on all those opportunities.
0: Yeah, I just, yeah, like thinking about that now and being like, man, what have I missed because I was waiting for like a whole plan to do something.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, or waiting yeah. for to waiting to know all the information about something before like to right. continue with the process. You know, just definitely yeah. thinking about applying for jobs and knowing like, okay, how much is the salary going to be? Like, where am I going to move? Like all those, all of that just comes into like, oh, maybe I would have done something different if I just started moving. So a lot of times if I don't know, I'm just like, all right, got to start, got to start somewhere. And then one foot in front of the other, you just start going.
1: Yeah.
2: It's changed my life.
1: Yeah. And when it really comes down to it, whatever choice you make is going to have pros and cons. Always, you know? Yeah. So it sounds like you are maybe not really fully seeing the value that you can offer in being the healer role. Or haven't found, I don't know, am I off base?
0: No, that, that makes sense. Because finding yeah. like where finding where I'm where I'm needed,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I'm still trying to figure out where I can feel fulfilled in a role, and yeah. where where that can be. If it's mm-hmm. applying for different jobs somewhere, or you know, doing things more independently to help support people. Um, oh, I'll talk. Oh yeah, I'll talk about uh, ed construction if you don't mind. So kind of like what you were doing on the message boards is kind of what got me thinking about, thinking about this is you were just like, man, somebody should create something. And I, I had like a similar moment where I was just Mm -hmm. like, there are, I was um, listening to this podcast called the life after about people who leave Christianity and kind of struggle with religious trauma. And I have like minor religious trauma, not, like super significant but it still kind of affects me in minor ways and so i was like on this um on their facebook group and like talking to other uh you know former christians and somebody mentioned um hey does does anybody else here struggle with eating disorders struggle with you know purity culture struggle with you know perfectionism overwhelming shame um a lot of things that go with uh you know, leaving Christianity for many people. And so there was a, there was a short uh, thread in the comments and I was like, yes. Oh my gosh. This sounds super familiar. And there were so many people chiming in that I kind of do what you were talking about joy. I was like, but this is somebody should, somebody should get these people together. And just kind of like mm-hmm. looking around, like side to side, be like, is somebody, is somebody going to start a group about this or no? And then I was like, I, I guess, like I, maybe I, is that so like so yeah. incredibly unsure of myself. Like, yeah. like I'm not, that's not my role. Like it could mm-hmm. be like, I'm like, okay, maybe I'll, okay. I don't have a lot of time, but like this, there's definitely something here. Like I've felt a huge connection with these individuals in this like short thread. And it just feels better being part of, you know, this incredibly like, niche unique thing and so I messaged uh two individuals in the thread and I was like hey like would you two want to do like a like a group meeting and uh right yeah right away they're like yes this is great let's do it um so -hmm. then you know we came up with a plan and we're just like yeah I think I think there's a need to this you know let's mention it in the larger group let's post it on our walls and see if you know see if people come and um, we started meeting the second and the fourth Tuesday of every month, and we generally have like uh, six to maybe like five to seven people um, at the meeting. And then there's like an ongoing text chat. There's a Facebook group. Um, you can, you know, message us on Facebook or whatever to get to get it. And it was kind of one of those things where once it was connected like the two other individuals Mm -hmm. in the group definitely took on yeah a a much more of a presence than I than like I did I was so thankful they were both there because like I I feel like Mm -hmm. I just like kind of like connected some people Mm -hmm. and then I was like okay I'm super busy at work there's a lot of other things going on like but yeah but I'm you know like I'm still you know like a part of it and you know, commenting mm-hmm. and you know, my vulnerable sides and my struggles and everything in, in the group. But it was just nice to have other people there that wasn't just me. Yeah. And like I felt so mm-hmm. supported of it. And it was yeah. a great feeling that we were like, okay, there's there's a need here. Let's get this together. And like, you know, myself and Tamarin Amber, hello. Um, they were just like, Yes, let's do this. And like it was, yeah. Yep. It's been great. It's been a great feeling like getting getting that together. And it's one of those things where I kind of had to step out of what I thought I could do
2: mm-hmm. to,
0: you know, to kind of see something and help out. And yeah, I mean, Amber was the original. It was yeah. just like, hey, does anyone struggle with this? And we were all just like, heck yeah, a lot of people struggle with <laughs> eating disorders in the Christian community. <laughs> let's let's start at it. Yeah, yeah it.
1: make it happen.
0: Yeah, so it was interesting kind of how those dynamics that we just talked about kind of played out you know just a few months ago for me I was like I don't know and then yeah it's kind of, yeah. yeah it's nice seeing different people in the group kind of take different different roles in helping others out
1: mm-hmm. and I think it's also a good example that um like I know you don't tend to see yourself as like the tank of the group but um being that sometimes isn't isn't as difficult as, as it appears you know what I mean? Like sometimes truly all it takes is just um, someday just not having a filter and being like, Hey, what do you guys think if we actually did this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and then it, it doesn't have to be a hundred percent you carrying literally everything from that point, you know, kind of like you said, like somebody just needed to put a stake in the ground and be like, you know what, let's all meet over here, mm-hmm. you know, group, group meeting. What do you guys think? <laughs> and then when you get there, everybody yeah. brings their energy and and the energy can now, build something
0: I'm, you know i'm i'm seeing this joy in our like past like text communications and like the past like couple mm-hmm. months where you were like is there anything i can help with to to like record is there anything mm-hmm. you need to help out and i'm just like yeah i think i think i could use some help <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah things are kind of busy and it was it was like different hearing that from you Mm -hmm. normally like you're the one to like give out plans and stuff but to be like oh okay all right maybe I should and then at the same time like be able to like delegate a little bit too like okay maybe I could use some help with this maybe
1: exactly so I guess it's probably safe to say too that we don't always have to stay locked within a specific role that we define for ourselves you know like there's flexibility as well Mm -hmm. you know yeah I think I'm kind of curious. Oh, go ahead. No,
0: you're saying you were curious.
1: I, I, I would be kind of curious, um, because I do hear a lot from people who um, want to do advocacy and want to support. Um, and there are very different personalities of people who want to join. You know, there's Mm -hmm. there's the people who are the, you know, the marketing people. There's the build relationships people. There's the go getter. You know, let's set the town on fire kind of people. You know. And then there, and then there's the people who are like, you know what? I hate people. I hate conflict. I don't like anything, but you know what? I will organize your files. Yes. And we love we love them too. Mm-hmm. And they're so important. Yes. And and they, I think sometimes they don't get the credit that's due because they're not like flashy and people don't see them, but they're equally as important if not more because they're the the structure, you know.
0: Yeah. Like my yeah, like my stability. Like my grandpa or my grandpa-in-law. Like he was mm-hmm. like in, administrative. You know, yep. like you, you mm-hmm. definitely you need that there, right? Like you need somebody to like keep those things in order. Yeah, you need somebody in the back and being like, okay, like how much, like what do we need? Where are we gonna run out of ammunition over here? Are we gonna do this over here? Like, how's what going on over here? like that? that exactly, that somebody needs to sort through the paper.
1: Yep, exactly. To, like like what, it, it
2: doesn't.
0: What type of role would that be in advocacy? Like if we were gonna if we were going to put it down, like if somebody's like, all right, I want to get involved. I feel like this is my strength area. Like, where would they go for that? Like, I don't even know. Like I'm asking you.
1: (laughs) Oh, I mean, honestly, like any, I know like with the joy project too, like we always need like administrative staff and stuff. Um, And it's always been super duper helpful. Um, Sometimes it's hard because we intentionally stay really light and flexible. So we don't have a lot of bureaucracy. So we don't have a lot of, opportunities for administrative stuff but I know that other organizations like a lot you know I mean there's somebody always needs to file paperwork someone always needs to look at you know contacting queries like there's there are things that people there are things that need to be done
2: everywhere
0: I, I phone call phone calls are always a tough one for me like I oh, yeah. asked on several occasions for like you know political candidates and be like oh hey we noticed this would you like to be uh would you like to get together for phone banking and I'm like no nope. <laughs> but could you drop off a sign I could put that in my yard I live on a corner so I could use two of them thank you do you want could I give you some money if you're going to use that wisely mm-hmm. um yeah like stuff like that or like give me memes to post
2: <laughs> yeah I can do that exactly anymore. Well, and,
1: and also like some of the other people that I've come across in the nonprofit sector that are super duper helpful, like I've known a few people here and there that they don't actually do any advocacy work, but they know everyone mm-hmm. and they, all they do is sort of say, you know who you should talk to? And then they make that introduction
2: mm-hmm. and it
1: like builds bridges and then we have coalitions and and all that's they did was so say you should go talk to this person yeah, yeah.
0: really yeah let me give you this person's information yeah, or, yeah. and that's all yeah. or takes. just like bring you into a meeting too you know like set up like a message oh, yeah. or whatever yeah hey hey i'd like so-and-so to meet so-and-so
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah and there's some people that do only that and it's so important yes. yeah
0: those people are magical
1: they kind of <laughs> are yeah it's like a special skill set it
0: really is i wish
1: yeah. So, so I think that, I mean, it, for anyone that is listening who wants to do eating disorder advocacy work, you know, especially I know a lot of times um, people who are still in recovery are kind of told that they can't do advocacy work mm-hmm. and stuff for various reasons. And that's totally fine. But there's still, you still have a voice and you still have skills, yes. you know, yep. Um, like, yeah, maybe if someone is still like actively struggling, that's not the time to like lead a support group teaching people how to, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> recover like because that's not your your strength yet like you're still learning yourself but at the same time like you can fold flyers like you can share social media messages you can tell your story um there's there's still a a million different ways
2: to help
0: yeah that's super important that's a good thing too because a lot of yeah a lot of times that's a way that helps you out into recovery is being Mm -hmm. more public about eating disorders and you know, what happened to you and sharing your story is such a significant outlet for so many to kind of get, dis- yeah. to get distance between you and your eating disorder. I mean, for mm-hmm. me, it feels like every, like every time I speak or every time I did speak, I was just pushing it further away in, in a good way. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I've got, I'm getting some distance speaking of my eating disorder in the past or my recovery in the past. And yeah, it just, it feels good every, every time I do it still.
1: Yeah. And even too, there's, there's value. Like if someone is really struggling in recovery and they're like giving it their all, and they're just like, you know what, I'm just running into issues where I feel like if I had X, Y, and Z in this treatment program, I could make, you know, a million times more progress, mm-hmm. but maybe it's something that the treatment program just never thought of. Yeah. You know, it's like, you now have information that you can share that might help shape treatment better for other people, you know, just cause no one's ever thought of it. And, you know, it's not necessarily your job to change treatment. It's not necessarily your job to fix it, but like you have information, you can share it. You can always tell your story. Yes.
0: Yes. That's so important. Cause how, like, how are they going to know, you know,
1: right. Exactly. they could be doing better. Exactly. Um, like, cause you know, as, as good as any treatment program is like they're not omnipotent yet. And they they only know what they can learn. And if they, if there's information that exists out there that they never hear, they can't incorporate
0: it as much as they want to work with everyone's super personalized individual needs right that's not a possibility
1: it's not but then again if there's like a but if there's a certain need that like 50,000 people are (laughs) saying is unmet like
0: that's a huge yeah that's
1: feedback that they need yeah
0: yeah, they gotta get on that you're absolutely right
1: yeah Yeah. And even feedback too, in terms of like, you know what, this treatment was really, really helpful for me. You know, like that kind of helps reinforce what to do.
0: Do treatment centers have like, where's the Yelp at?
1: Uh, I don't know that that exists. Um, You know, actually, we kind of toyed around with that idea at the joint project a while back. Um, And we, we hesitated a little bit. We ended up not doing the reviews just because
2: there's legal issues, time, right?
1: Well, possibly. But also, it's a matter of, like, you know, one person having a bad experience. Yeah. You know, like, whatever. Right. But also, I think that different treatment programs fit different people. Okay. You know what I mean? So, like, someone like, even just our local treatment centers, like, there's a certain, there's certain types of people who go to one treatment center, and they think it's just the absolute worst. Mm -hmm. And then there's other types of people who are like, this is exactly what I needed. This is amazing. And it just becomes an issue of, like, what treatment program fits you best,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know? And I do wish that maybe existed a little more about, like, um, treatment programs being a little more vocal about their style. Yeah, I mean, Um, I feel like that would be, like, an
0: easy, like, tag button for a review, too, like, if you leave a review like what was your treatment style or something you know like yeah what, like, what was your treatment Would like would you rate it that you enjoyed this type of therapy over that type of therapy or
1: yeah like there's definitely people who are seeking treatment that's more like holistically focused that's mm-hmm. more like I want to have control and I want someone to just help me find my way. And then there's other people who are like, my eating disorder is so strong that I need someone to like wrestle me down to the ground and force me to eat. You know what uh-huh. I mean? And they're going to need different things and, and different treatment programs are going to be their ideal match. You know, it's not always an option with insurance to kind of match, you know, sometimes you just got to work with what you get, um, but it would be nice to to know some differences a little more upfront and to encourage them you know, like, I, I know that there are certain um, sectors in the eating disorder community that are looking for, like, one standardized manual on how we treat eating disorders, you know? Yeah. And I,
0: yeah, which is... I'm somebody who enjoys manuals and arrows about where to visit zoos. But like, <laughs> that, I don't, I don't care for that much at all. Because as much as I realize I, I enjoy it, I really understand that a lot of people need different ways to work on things you know, because like like my whole time in school, like I didn't have like the proper way to do that with myself. I feel like I was like forgotten a lot, like how my, like how my brain worked. So yeah, to have like a standard model of how, because that doesn't, I mean, at that point, doesn't it give you like a standard outcome as well? Like if this outcome doesn't work, we have a standard model. That means this outcome should work for you. And what if it doesn't? Does that mean I'm a failure? If this model doesn't work for me?
1: well that's that's exactly the point is like we know for an absolute fact that people with eating disorders are so diverse so like we were we should not be applying one methodology to such a diverse population and then being mad at anyone that it doesn't work for yeah you know like um
0: well at least like if it didn't work maybe i could like sue and get some money though right
2: (laughs)
1: maybe i don't know i mean they could just say you didn't work the
2: program yeah i didn't work the program yeah
1: (laughs) yeah you know that said like there is still you know this is again like me trying to give credit to people who think differently than me like i think there is value in saying like certain minimums should be met you know what i mean like like people should be treated certain ways you know and expect certain rights or people should have like a certain
0: yeah, I like know. You know what yeah, I mean? like we like like Krista was saying last year too, and she was like, "If you have this, you know, if you have we support trans, we support the LGBTQ community, there should be a standard for that. If you're having like, yeah. trans flags and pride flags on your website, you should have a standard. You should.
1: It should be in your program. It should be too. in your program yeah. too.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So something yeah. like that.
1: So Something that's that's definitely somewhere where I think we could find places of, places of agreement. is I do like the idea of minimum standards
2: mm-hmm.
1: or like. You know, or even just like best practices, mate. Oh, best crap. practices, joy. Really? Oh, I hate that term. I don't know. <laughs> I, I hate rules. Oh my God.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. It's I true, though. Care. I mean,
0: it's true. <laughs> it's true. That's why they say best practices, yeah. because it is.
1: It, it's, it's best for the average generic situation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of curious. I would actually love to hear from our listeners as to where they think they might fit in terms of advocacy styles. Yeah. You know, like like, are you a healer? Are you a mage? Is there a bard? Is that one? Yeah. That kind of like people.
0: Yeah. You know. Like, yeah, that's that's one. I'm interested too, but like, I've I've realized in like in gaming, my my wife and I are both kind of similar. Mm-hmm. So like, I think it. It makes well, it makes a pretty, like, I I think we're both pretty, like, compassionate, like, caring people, which is pretty good for, for marriage. Um, but, man, when we're playing games together, that's just not, it's just not compatible.
2: <laughs>
0: like, neither of us yeah. wants to do one thing. We're both, like, stubborn as hell. We're both, no, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. Let's go over here. Let's go over here. here. It's just a disaster in gaming. Oh. But like if we're doing like something else, like in real life, we're like, yeah, it works out all right. Like we know like our spots, and we're like yeah, it works. It works pretty well. But like man, like get us behind controllers, and it's just like nope, <laughs> game
2: over. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I think ultimately it kind of also comes back to having the right mix of people in your advocacy efforts.
0: Mm-hmm. and finding a team.
1: Yeah. Finding a team in recovery and cooperating too. And recognizing like when people need to take control and when people need to step back and let other people
0: take control. Yeah, if, if you're listening to this and you want to know where to find teams, um, where to find groups of people, kind of like I talked about with my ED construction group and Joy's Joy Project, there's a bunch of these groups out there um, of people with their own specific concerns. And some of it's eating disorder related. Some of it's not eating disorder related. Um, it's just, you know, you find people like you that kind of there's mutual uh, engagement and and compassion and it's really a life changer, especially, you know, as we end COVID times, it's been really helpful throughout last year for me and just to find that community. And I think that's something that I'm going to continue engaging in um, even when Mm -hmm. all this, you know, when I can go back to kind of a little bit of masslessness um, still finding that community engagement and the closeness with people, with people around. So, yeah, I mean, definitely like comment, uh, write us eating disorders off topic on Facebook, ed off topic at gmail.com. Um, we'd be more than, um, happy to like hook you up with some, some groups. I know joy on the Joy project has vast resources. And I don't, do you think, I don't think the live journal links are still
2: working. Uh, no, so we're probably out. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: I mean, uh, you can probably find them on the Wayback Machine somewhere. Oh know. no! I don't
2: know.
1: I mean, the old message words were like passworded, so unless you, I don't know that they those still work. Thank God, actually. <laughs> I, I i mean, there was some cringy stuff. I mean, I'm speaking for myself. Well, probably everybody, but for myself, for sure. Mm-hmm. Come a long way since 2003. It's but, nice to know. see. Like, it's
0: nice to see progress. I've I've intermittently kept journals throughout like, times in Mm -hmm. my life, like, I'll stop for, like, a couple years, and I'll pick it up for a while, and I'll stop, like, sometimes I'll look back, and I'll be like, wow, I was a generally happier person back then, or other times, just being like, wow, I, that was definitely during one of my, like, drinking bidges, I should not have been journaling back then, or, you know, like, you kind of meet yourself in different spots, and kind of take what you can from, like, those areas, and be like, oh, that's interesting, and just kind of reflect on, and what happened. I mean, yeah, you say way back machine. I'm like, man, maybe I should check my or even in our Facebook history.
2: Yeah. Facebook
0: histories. Because oh those go God. back like 13 years sometimes.
1: Oh yeah. That's I find some good cringe stuff there too. Well and another thing too is like I had um so like I had written up my story and it was published in there's a book called You Are Not Alone. And like so my story was a chapter in that book. I think um Andrea Rowe was the main author and I think it was you know co-authored by everybody in their story. Mm-hmm. And that was written back in like 2006 or something. And I look back on that story now and I'm like, Oh my God. Like, (laughs) I mean, it was, it was a a true and valid account of exactly how I felt Uh at the time. And I think it's, it's valuable for people in early recovery to, to hear that they're not alone, you know? Um, But there's like there's word choices I would never make today. Like there's you know Marja
0: Hornbacher who's who's still coming out with more books and knowledge of like who she is and what she's going through and her whole process and her Mm -hmm. journey in life. You know, like I couldn't imagine how she feels going back and reading like like wasted or something. You know, yeah. Being like, oh my gosh, I was I was writing that. Why did I do that?
1: Exactly. But I I do think it it you know like even we so we're currently this weekend we're working on um replacing our old website with our new one yep. um and we should we should see it up in the next couple of days we're having some like um technical issues to work through that's fine um but just going through and rewriting the content because the last real revision was like seven or eight years ago it's been way overdue oh. but it was actually kind of nice i mean there was a lot that was cringy mm-hmm. But in reading it, I realized how much progress we have made in the eating disorder field and how far we've overcome. You know, like just the fact that um, a lot of the stuff about recovery was was just automatically worded as like weight restoration. Like now I would oh. never do such a thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Perfect. But it was just because it it was the, the standard at the time, you know? Um, but now that's completely changed and we're like, oh, let's get rid of this crap, you know? Uh, happily get rid of that crap. But I it made me feel good to know that when I first started in the eating disorder advocacy field, like the idea that someone in a higher weight body might have an eating disorder was like revolutionary. Yes. And it still is revolutionary. We have a long way to go towards really, really accepting that. But I feel like there's more traction now than there was in, in a measurable way. And I love that. And I'm really excited about that
0: me too. I think I think that's a great a great note to leave it with too is that there's mm-hmm. there's progress. There's been progress. Yeah.
1: And baby steps count.
0: Baby steps count. You know, sometimes you can't wait yeah. for the map to finish. Sometimes you just have to click the what is it? The predictive text. Yep.
1: One step forward is one step forward, oh. you know, in front of where you were before. So Yeah,
0: that's I mean, that's count really it. hard for people in
1: or nothing eating sort of yeah I just I mean if you're if
0: you're fresh out you know of recovery or fresh out of of treatment and you're like feeling disappointed at yourself or you missed a meal or something you know it can be I feel like back then everything can be so monumental you know like right out of you know recovery um you know if I was a couple weeks out and I was like oh I missed a meal that's it they're gonna send me back in that's the end of it I'm down and just like have all this treatment
1: was not working Yeah, right. yeah. Have, to, have
0: some grace with yourself, you know. But also, like don't mm-hmm. don't discard your problems, but you know, have some grace and understanding with yourself, and find community.
2: Exactly. Help you out along the way. Yeah,
1: and I will be the first person to say that I have learned the most when I have absolutely fallen flat on my face and made really dumb decisions. <laughs> you know, but I learned, and I learned things that I wouldn't have learned any other way, and I wouldn't change it. So, be messy; it's fun
0: yes that's good happy tank yes (laughs) happy tank and happy medicare exactly (laughs) all right again thank you for joining us um and i are all uh set up here in our new uh podcasting dig so we'll definitely be much more regular and looking to get in touch with our podcast community a lot more so um Welcome back to Eating Disorders Off Topic. We really appreciate you sticking with us and listening to like back episodes and stuff too since we've been on a hiatus. So we appreciate you immensely. Come check in on our Facebook page so you know we can help you find the community, comment, we'll talk to you, answer some questions. And definitely uh, tell us, you know, tell us what type of character you are, what type of, uh, you know, what type of fighting you do, what type of advocacy you'd like to do. So, well, Joy. All right. I'll talk to you later.
1: Sounds good.
0: Thanks, everybody. Bye, fam.